Okay, so I have loved Maybelline since I became aware of it when I was, you know, probably 13, 14. I have used Maybelline for that long. And their new Lifter Plump Lip Gloss is absolutely insane. It is so fabulous. It gives me the perfect puffy pout. And one thing about me is I always have a lip on. Like I wake up in the morning, I brush my teeth and I apply a lip. I'm I'm just that girl. I'm sorry. I have to. And I'm obsessed with this new Lifter Plump. Okay. Here's why. There's a little heat in it and it just makes your lips look so kissable, so perfect, so divine. I'm obsessed, quite frankly. Can you take the heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. Starting is everything when it comes to fitness. You guys know I took a big break from working out last year because it can just get to be too much sometimes. And then it can be very scary to start again. But with Peloton, Peloton helps you start no matter what level you're at. And that's why I love it because I I do start from zero quite frequently. And that's okay. Wherever you're starting, there's thousands of classes to get you moving. Whether that's beginner or advanced rides, feel-good live DJ rides, or artist-themed rides, they've got something for you. Peloton bike instructors keep you motivated from day one. They'll show you the basics, help take the guesswork out of your workout, and encourage you to build from there. Peloton entertainment keeps you moving. Watch your favorite TV shows and live sports as you ride, perfect for those days when you don't want to miss a thing. Wherever you're starting, get moving with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at www.onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. Thankfully, C4 Energy has reinvented the energy drink game with C4 Smart Energy, the only energy drink clinically proven to provide enhanced mental focus. C4 Smart Energy is formulated with 200 milligrams of natural caffeine from green coffee beans, plus potassium, niacin, and vitamin B12 to support well-being and help you feel your best, all while promoting fat burn and boosting metabolism. So I have recently tried C4 Smart Energy, and let me tell you, it is giving me a boost. That caffeine is hitting because I have a very short attention span. I get distracted so easily, and I tried it, and I was like, yeah, this is is a boost all right. I love that. Look for Smart Energy every day in the beverage aisle at your local Costco. Go grab a can and share on social media tagging at C4 Energy and the It's Me Tinks podcast to show us how Smart Energy helps you stay focused wherever you are. C4 Smart Energy. Stay focused. Hello, guys. Welcome back to It's Me Tanks. Happy New Year to all of you. Our first pod of the year. I'm so excited to be back, even though I was really enjoying my break. I missed you guys so much, and I have a list as long as my arm of things to talk to you about. So uh, let's dive in. Uh, I'm going to give you a little holiday recap, and then I'm going to dive into my reframing of January. I have decided to take on pro bono January as a client for public relations because boy, do people shit on it. And I get it because I used to be one of those people. I used to literally hate January. I thought it was such bad energy, bad vibes, uh, just really dreaded it. And now I love it. 
I love it, I have to say. So I'm going to get into why and how you can change your mindset about January as well, because it's a whole month of the year. And when you think about it, when you hate, like hate is such a strong word, right? Like when you hate a month or you dread a month, that's like one twelfth of your entire year. That's like how many days are there in January? 31. 31. Yeah, we're, we're nodding to 31. Uh, that's 31 days of the year that you're just like writing off. And that's, I don't know, I think it's kind of a waste. You know, I'm all about efficiency. So uh, first and foremost, uh, I want to go just how was everyone's break? Did everyone have a good time? Did people have stressful times? I will say that I talked so much about the stress of meeting your partner's family or they them meeting your family and like hosting your family like I talked so much about it and then honestly I had a really stressful time which was interesting it's like it's not that I thought I was immune to it it's that I wasn't really thinking about it and then it all hit me and I was like I need to listen to my own damn podcast because this is all this is all a bit a bit much. So first I have to recap DC because I didn't go into very much detail, but I went to DC to go to um, a Christmas party at the White House, which is an insane sentence to say. And I'm just acknowledging that. Uh, Such a cool opportunity. As you guys know, I was born in DC and I really haven't spent any time there apart from to be born and then also to visit Georgetown one time. And it was such a great trip. I took Caroline and uh, we stayed at the Pendry in the wharf. And it's so funny how like neighborhoods change. I think I mentioned this before, but when I asked my dad like, oh, what's the vibe of the wharf? Uh, he was like, oh, I don't know if that's a good neighborhood. And now it's like this cute up and coming neighborhood and it has all these cute hotels and the Pendry can't say enough good things about about the hotel. Um, and we did a rich mom walk and I really can't emphasize enough how much I love meeting you guys in person. Sometimes it genuinely feels like I'm just talking to the abyss. And when I get to hug you and hear you speak and and hear about what's going on in your lives and your day and, you know, your relationships and your and your work and your friends, like it's just it means the world to me. And it's always it's like truly someone asked me the other day, like, what are what's the peak and pit of your year? And truly the peak was like my two rich mom walks. I got to do more of that next year. And then it was the White House Christmas party. Um, I wore a Dior dress. It was probably one of my favorite things that I've worn this year. It was, it's always so, such an honor to borrow clothes like that. I mean, it's, it's pretty insane. Um, and I wanted to wear something that was super holiday. I love holiday dressing. Like I love sparkle and velvet and all that good stuff. So, um, I just, I felt very pretty and girly and it was an insane experience. I have never done that trip, that school trip that I assume most kids do in the States to go to the Capitol and, and to, um, you know, see all those monuments. And I was just so interested. I was freaking out when I was seeing all the different monuments. I wish I'd had more time to do more of a tour, but it was so interesting to me. And inside the White House, I'm telling you guys the best Christmas decorations I've ever seen in my freaking life, in my life. And to see all the portraits of all the past uh, presidents and first ladies, it's really insane. It was very cool. And the food, I always like to know about the food when people go go places. I'm like, yeah, but what about the food? Okay. It was a buffet and it was really a lot of food. It was great. It was, there was crab legs. The shrimp was robust. They love seafood on the East coast, especially like in that area. Uh, there was chicken, there was lamb chops, the dessert 
was insane. They served champagne and wine. And I don't know if they had beer. I think it was just champagne and wine, which like, again, that's something that I would want to know. I'd be like, Ooh, what was the cocktail situation? The champagne was good. It was expensive, good champagne. And it was very cold. And, um, I really like my champagne very cold. I don't know if I've ever told you guys that it's like a little Karen-y, but I always, when I'm ordering, uh, I say, you know, may I please have a glass of champagne and can it be really cold please? Because like flat, warm champagne, it's not it. It's not it. It can really ruin your day. So it was really good. It The music, they had several bands. It was amazing. Caroline and I had a great time. And then all of my DC followers were like, Tinks, you will love this restaurant called Le Diplomat. And we were kind of still hungry, kind of just wanted to keep the night going a little bit. So I ran into my friends, Elliot and Jess at, at the White <laughs> Let's just soak in that sentence. Ran into my friends, Elliot and Jess, at the White House. So we decided to go get dinner after. And we had a great time. I met so many of you at La Dip. That's the cool way to say it. Uh, and it's the the sister restaurant of Pastis. So no wonder why I, why I liked it so much. But they have this warm shrimp salad that so many of you guys told me to get. And it was very good. The French fries were very good. I love that you guys now know when I will like a food or not. Like that's really insane level of closeness. And I appreciate it because it was an amazing recommendation. And it just was a very me place, like dark lighting, you know, a great martini. Their martinis were amazing, I have to say. And then I woke up excruciatingly hungover. And that's a bitch of a flight, by the way, going from, you know, you know, east to west coast and or vice versa. It's a long ass flight. It's like five hours. And I was just like, holy moly. It's I haven't been that hung on a flight in a while. And it was it was intense. Um, Then I got back, spent a few cozy days with my boyfriend. But so again, like I said, you know, I had done all these podcasts about like meeting, you know, the parents and all this stuff. And it's not that we fought about meeting the parents. It's just that I had forgotten in actuality how stressful it can be. And it's not that there's anything specific. It's just a high stress situation. I think a lot of people are different. But for me, I do get stressed meeting the parents. And I am someone who does. I don't change my personality, but I am more buttoned up around people's parents. I'm 32 years old, but I still will like watch what I not to swear too much or like I know this is different for everybody, but for me, I don't want to like be touching my boyfriend so much in front of his parents or my parents. And I know that that's old fashioned and I know it goes against probably what you what I you think I would say or my kind of ethos, but it makes me uncomfortable. It's, it just does. And I think that's so different. And that was like one area of tension for me. My boyfriend was like, why are you like sitting up so straight? Like, why are you not like touching me? And I was like, because we're in front of your mom. And like that made me more stressed out. So it's just different. I think it's so much of the stress of meeting your significant other's families is like you forget that we're all raised differently. We all have different patterns. We all have different like feelings with our parents. We're all different point different points in our relationships with our families. So it is stressful. And it's not to say that I was discrediting all of your guys' fears and all that before. It's just that I was like living it and I was like, holy shit, I haven't done this in a while. My last boyfriend, I didn't meet his family and he didn't meet mine. He met my brother, but like we were just we didn't, you know, it was kind of still COVID and like no one was traveling. So I ha- we didn't date for that long either. So I hadn't done it in a while and I was like, oh my God. And then you layer on the holidays. And it is extremely stressful. Just juggling 
schedules, traditions, families, all that stuff, and then throw on the anxiety of meeting everyone. It's a lot. It's a lot. But I did meet my boyfriend's mom. She's so lovely, such a doll. Um, I'd met his brother briefly before, but like we met again and that was nice. But again, it was just like a lot. And then my family was coming and I, di- I guess I didn't realize how stressed I was. I was so excited. But then right before they came, I became like a freak and I was like running around my house cleaning and my boyfriend was like, what is wrong with you? I've never seen you like this. And I, I just wanted, I was just so excited to have them come and I was so excited to host them and I wanted everything to be perfect, which again is not like me. Like I'm very much like, oh, as long as there's enough food and alcohol, like everyone will be happy. Like when you're hosting a party, whatever. I was freaking out, you guys. Like I was fluffing pillows and, and my family's not even judgmental like that. It was just a weird thing where I felt like, okay, I am 32. I'm hosting my family for the first time. I want things to be nice. I want them to have the best time. And I just felt like older. I don't know why. I felt like, I don't know. It just felt very emotional for me. And when they got here, I felt more of the same because I felt like all of a sudden I'm the grown up, you know, where you you grow up and you see your parents and they're doing stuff for their parents and they're hosting people and they're doing stuff for you. And they're kind of like the glue that holds everything together. And I had a weird time. I mean, I had a great visit with them, but I had a very personal, weird kind of mental moment when they were here where I was like, oh, I'm the adult now. I'm hosting like they're coming to me like I'm doing stuff I was like no no no, I'll pick you guys up don't walk or like no 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 I'll get that or like no no no, let me get dinner and it just felt like the changing of the guard which you know kind of led me to spiral a little bit about my own mortality and my parents and getting older I got to dig into that more on another pod but it, it definitely unearthed a lot of shit for me I'm sure a lot of people felt like that or had similar things surface um the holidays, man, they get you. But we had a really great time. I would say it was one of our best Christmases yet. And my parents said the same thing, my brother too, which made me feel incredibly proud. I took them to Olivetta for an amazing dinner. They loved it. Oh, there's, you know me, there's nothing I love more than taking people to a restaurant or a place and having them be like, you're right, this is the fucking best. And we got steak, all my favorite. I had my, um, them not them all try my favorite cocktail, the tequila carrot, and they all loved it. And again, you know me, nothing that gets me happier than people enjoying a wreck of mine, a specific wreck. And I was like, and this is the pasta that I was talking about. It was so great. Took them to the Ivy for lunch and they loved it. My dad was like, this is amazing. And I was just like so happy. And then we had a big, um, an amazing Christmas dinner. I was able to spend Brian, my best friend, it's her birthday is uh, December 24th, Christmas Eve. And so she's never has friends in town for her birthday and has never like had a party or anything. But I was in town. Um, so I was able to go to dinner with her for her birthday and her family, which was so special and nice. And it was it was lovely. I after Christmas did have a severe mental breakdown about my mom just because I'm closest to my mom out of my family, like I've got very upset about her living so far away. I just got very, very upset and I felt guilty. I mentioned that on Instagram and I want to do a whole podcast when I've collected my thoughts because I've been reading the messages from you guys about how you deal with parental guilt. But here's what I do know. A lot of us deal with it. I have received a uh, barrage. Is that the right word? Barrage of, of DMs? barrage I said it wrong um I think it's because in England it's like barrage you know 
of DMs about parental guilt. And I was like, I literally, mom, I want you to live next to me. And she was like, you would get sick of me if I lived next to you. And I was like, no, I wouldn't. I was crying. I was so upset. I made her extend her trip. Um, so there's that. Again, put a pin in it. We're going to discuss more on uh, a later date. when I, Maybe I'll speak to my therapist about it and try to gather some tips that she can give us and, and then go from there. Costa Rica was such a transformative trip for me, you guys. I stayed in an Airbnb with all of my best friends. And as you've been hearing me talk about it on the pod, you know that it was just the best trip of my life. We all stayed in this gorgeous Airbnb. It overlooked the ocean. It was in the mountains and it was actually big enough to hold all 10 of us. I am obsessed with Airbnb as a side hustle because you can just be helping to pay for your vacation while you're literally on your vacation. While you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are many people who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could even be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So I have three best friends getting married this year, and they are all telling me constantly how much work it is. I mean, it is a serious undergoing to plan a wedding. It can be very stressful. There's so many elements, and you want to try and enjoy yourself. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From free planning tools like a customizable checklist and website to a venue and vendor discovery tool that matches with your dream team. Everything on Zola is designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. So I know that a couple of my friends are actually using Zola this year. And I know that because I've spoken to them about it and they've said how easy it is and how it's all streamlined and in one place. And I've even bought gifts off of Zola wedding registries. And I love that. The Virgo in me is obsessed with all the lists and how organized it is. Chef's kiss, Zola. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Rich, full love exists within all of us. We all contain multitudes and layers of beautiful love and wearing a locket can help symbolize that. Pandora is bringing back a beloved and iconic piece of jewelry, the locket. No matter what you choose to keep inside it, you can always keep it close to your heart. Plus, inside the locket is the engraved message, today, tomorrow, always, to remind you that love is in everything you do. The back is blank for your own engraving. Pandora's new infinity chain design also makes the perfect partner for the new locket dangle charms. Each link on the chain is shaped like a slightly twisted infinity loop, symbolizing everlasting love. Don't forget, Pandora offers so much more than just charms. You can shop rings, necklaces, earrings, and bracelets too. At Pandora, you'll find jewelry perfect for any style with each piece expertly crafted and hand-finished in genuine metals. Shop now at a store near you or online at pandora.net. Way's new anti-frizz cream provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours plus heat protection up to 450 degrees. It helps reduce and repair split ends while quenching dry hair with intense hydration. You guys know I am frizz central and proud of it and proud of it, but I always need a little frizz help. I mean, seriously, like you should see my hair when I come out of the shower. I trust Way with my hair because their products actually work. I 
have been such a longtime fan. And I think the fact that I have been using whey since, oh God, I don't know, four or five years really, really is a testament to how good their products work. So I cannot wait to get stuck into this anti-frizz cream. I really think they made it for me. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T H E O U A I dot com and enter promo code MeTanks for 15% off any product. That's T H E O U A I dot com promo code MeTanks. Have you heard about Roback Activewear? Well, let me introduce you. You may have seen that subtle dog logo on your man's polos, hoodies, or Q-zips, but now Roback is growing their women's line. They strive for the best fit and best feel. I am so glad that Roback is now doing women's wear as well because they really have it down when it comes to super soft athletic wear that is just the cutest ever and so, so, so comfortable. You know me. I'm all about comfort. I'm all about feeling cozy while on the go, and I am always on the go. So go Roback. We love that you're in women's wear now. It's 2024. The spring's coming, and ladies, it's time to check out Roback for yourself. So use the code TANKS on Roback.com for a a generous 20% off your first order for all hoodies, joggers, skorts, and more. That's spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. That's 20% off with the code TINKS. Okay, so my boyfriend for Christmas got me another kitten. As you guys know, I've been wanting another kitten to keep BJ company and so she can have a little buddy. And I wanted a girl, but then when we went to the adoption center, by the way, I cannot say enough good things about Friends of Normie. If you're in the Southern California area, they're located in Newport. Um, They are the nicest people I've ever met in my life. And I just... I love them and I can't say enough kind things about them. They are wonderful people. I mean, I think if you spend your life like that's the, their side hustle, like not even not that it's a hustle, but their side project is like rescuing feral cats and helping, you know, cats and kittens find forever homes and um, fostering and everything. And they just do so much work. And Miso's mom was actually like a crazy feral street cat that they were capturing to try and um, to try and uh what's the spay her or yeah neuter her whatever um but then they found out she was pregnant and she actually like gave birth right then like they they trapped her and then she literally gave birth and then that was me so and he had three siblings and they are so cute and I I she was just so nice and and um we went and we found Miso and we adopted him and he's the sweetest little boy he's crazy like he's fully insane he's so hyper he's so adventurous um the first couple days were rough with introducing Miso to Viche um Viche was fully depressed for one day so there's like this whole system that you're supposed to do when you get a new cat which Gabby Bernstein taught me where you keep them in separate rooms and then you like switch their blankets and their food every day for like a week and then you let them have a visit and then you switch it more and then you you know you kind of go like that and I I tried to follow that I did keep them separate for a while but Viche knew she smelled miso and she was depressed she like sat in the corner looking sad and my heart was breaking I was like giving her extra attention she like wouldn't sleep in my bed because miso had touched it and I was like crying and I was so upset and worried but I'm happy to report we're like almost at two weeks and they're they're doing really well and they're like playing together miso just follows vj around and i it's the cutest thing and i'm just i'm very happy miso's so cute he's such a sweetie if anyone has any tips though on if you have a long-haired cat or a dog i'm sorry to i'm sorry to ask but you guys are the greatest um well of knowledge that i have 
what do you do about their bums and like the long fur near the poo? Like, can anyone, I'm, I gotta take Miso to Sev Laser and get him trimmed up because that is a whole thing that I have not experienced before. I'm hoping that it's just because he's a baby and he's like still learning that he's an extremely fluffy boy and he needs to like really get down there. But any tips would be much appreciated. Um, so that's what my boyfriend got me for Christmas, which is so cute. I also feel like I killed it with my family's Christmas presents. And they were like, oh, my God, you got us way too much, which made me feel really good. Because typically I'm not, I don't know, I am a good gift giver, but I do feel stressed about Christmas because I feel like it's always so rushed at the end. I'm a good gift giver when there's no pressure. Like I'll see something for someone and I'll be like, yes, I'm just going to give this to them randomly. But then when there's like a birthday or Christmas, sometimes I get stressed. Um, So... We have baby Miso now. He already has 10 million nicknames. I call him Bun Bun because he looks like a little bunny. I call him Mies or Mies Mies, which is just so annoying. So <laughs> buckle up for that to be irritating on Instagram. And yeah, then uh, I'm recording this just before New Year's. So I don't know how my New Year's Eve went. But as you know, I prefer to stay in. But my boyfriend wanted to go out. So we're going to go to Malibu and um, and I'll I'll give you a recap next time if it was good or if it was bad. On that note, let's talk about the new year. Okay, so January, this is a month that a lot of people dislike and a lot of people dread. And by the way, I really feel bad for people who are uh, born in January because so many people hate on your month, but I'm here to reframe it for you. I too hated January for a long time. Why? Because it was cold, especially when I was living in New York. I was like, this is fucking bleak, man. It gets cold. It gets dark at 3 p.m. Um, it's f- cold as tits. You can't go outside without like actually feeling ill. Um, you know, there's nothing fun going on. It's just, it's really stressful and depressing. I don't like New Year's resolutions. I used to not like New Year's resolutions. I used to hate all the like new year, new me bullshit. And I get that. I get that. But here's the thing. Instead of thinking of January as like a month of nothingness or a month of pressure, I want you to think about January as a month for you. It is your month to do with what you want. Okay. And there's a reframe here, right? Because instead of feeling like pressure, what you need to think about is like, it's a month where nobody asks questions. It's a month where if you say, I am going to try being vegan because I've always wanted to and I and I just feel like it, nobody bats an eyelid. It's a month where you say, if you say, hey, I'm going to do dry January, nobody even questions you. And do I think that it's right that we put societal pressure on ourselves the rest of the year and we ask people, hey, why aren't you drinking? Or hey, why aren't you eating that? No, but I don't have time to dismantle the entire system. So instead, as me to you as an individual, I'm saying, look at this month as a month of freedom, a month free from societal pressure. And you can do whatever you want. By the way, if you don't feel like doing a goddamn thing, if you don't feel like taking anything off or putting anything on or, you know, doing anything like this, God bless you. I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying that it's a month that you should look at as like a a mental retreat. You can do whatever you want. You can drink, you can party, you can stay in and no one will question it. I'm going to do an addendum at the end about if it's your birthday. So just hold on that because I know all you January birthdays are like, fuck you, Tinks. So I'm going to tell you what I do in January. It's not right for everybody as is most as are most most things. Okay, but this is what works for me. And I'll tell you like why how this all started. So when I was living in New York, 
I, as I said, really didn't like January. I felt very anxious because I felt like if I didn't have things to fill my calendar, like I would feel more alone and Mr. Mr. D would rear his ugly head. Mr. A and Mr. Anxiety would really be there with me. And um, I just would have so much angst about January and February too, honestly. And then one year, I decided against all odds because I was always like, I love New Year's. Like I, I need to party on New Year's to like prove myself. It, remember, this is in the, the the heightened age of Instagram where it was all about like posting an in perfect Instagram and your perfect sparkly dress on New Year's Eve and like everything needed to be perfect. And my life was like in shambles. So I was like, I just, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try something new. I'm going to actually skip New Year's Eve and I'm going to go to Florida to visit my grandma and I'm just going to like take this time off because I was like I can just pretend that um, I'm visiting my grandma and like I mean I was but like I you know I could just hide behind that and be like oh sorry I can't go out on New Year's Eve because I genuinely had no plans and New Year's Eve always makes me so miserable like going out so I was like well let me just try this new thing so I went and I spent a very quiet week with my grandma and my mom and this is when I read all of Andy Cohen's books so you know how I always say like oh they have like a really big meaning for me even though they're just like kind of fun you know lighthearted diaries um they have this like weird place in my heart because I read all of his books all of his diaries during that week and they made me feel very happy but more than the actual content of the book I think I associate them with that week where I started to reframe everything I didn't do anything I didn't drink I was like oh well I'm down here in Florida with my grandma like in Naples I don't need to be drinking right now I was kind of eating healthy I was like going on walks you know kind of just doing my thing and I was like this feels amazing this feels good to me uh and then I was like, what if I just kept doing things that feel good to me when I get back to New York in January? And that's what I did. I drank less. I don't think I did a full dry Jan that year, but I drank less. Um, I started getting into my journal and it was just all around that time when I started to really start to take care of myself. And I think it was like the the first New Year's after I started my like health revolution or you know wellness revolution mental health all that stuff I have a whole episode on that if you're interested in it um and I was like what if I just started applying this to January and and kind of took the month off free from constraints like not saying yes to things that I don't have to that I don't want to go to and by the way that's another thing that um in January that you're free from is like you guys are always like oh what what do I do if I you know I don't want to go to a group dinner in January you can literally make anything up that you want and no one will fucking bat an eyelid you can be like oh I'm on a no spend January which by the way I've done I've done also that and that I love doing that oh my god I love doing that I haven't done it in a while but I've done that before and it is amazing such a good way to start the year and by that I mean you don't buy anything that you don't need. So obviously if you need toothpaste, you buy it. Obviously you need food and shit like that. But like no clothes, no dumb shit. You can make your own rules about like experiences, whether you're going to spend on concerts or dinners or whatever. But I did it a couple years when I was in my younger 20s. And it really, really helps you see what you need and don't need. And it also really helps you see what brings you joy and what doesn't bring you joy. The reason that I, I'm going on a tangent here, but it's a useful one. 
the reason that I did it is because I, I realized that I was like spending a lot of money that I didn't have on like Zara clothes and like dumb shit and like going to Sephora and like buying all the shit that I didn't need. And I was like, okay, I literally have no money. I'm making no money, very little. And so I really need to not do this. And in the beginning, it's hard. But then I got weirdly addicted to it. I mean, I feel like that's everything with me is like I get so addicted to it and I love rules. So it really makes you see like, okay, I think that going to Zara and buying a new dress like makes me happy, but it actually doesn't. It also makes you take a hard look at your closet, a hard look at it. And it's really nice. And when you come out, you're like, you think that you're going to be like a bat out of hell being like, oh my God, I need to buy all this shit. But you don't. You're like, okay, what I realized is I actually need to donate this stuff. I really need a great pair of black boots and I need to update my coat, but like, that's it. So that's another way you can, that's another good thing that you can do in January, but you can also use it to say no to things that you don't want to say no to. At this point, I'm going to talk about birthdays in January. Okay. If it is your best friend's birthday in January, do I think that you should show up for them? Yeah, I do. Um, And someone wrote to me because I had said, oh, I'm doing dry January, but Chloe, one of my best friends, it's her birthday in January. She's having a dinner. I'm going to drink that night because I want to like make a party with her and like, you know, she wants to have fun. And, um, and someone was like, I feel like that goes against what you would normally advise people to. Like, I feel like you would tell people to stick true to, to their, their rules or their goals. And that's a good point. But I think like you, you have to make it work for you. Right. And I'm at a place in my relationship with dry January, my my relationship with, you know, the month and the rules and all that stuff that I feel totally good about taking that day to spend it with Chloe, however she wants and party with her and have a good time because she's certainly shown up for me in a million ways, birthdays and not. So that's what feels good to me. If it doesn't feel good to you, if it really doesn't, like if you really don't want to break that one day for your best friend for dry Jan, say to them, hey, I'm going to come. I'm not going to drink, but I am giving you a friend card for as soon as this is over and we can have like a wild night and celebrate you then if that's your vibe. Again, make it what you want to make it. There is no one size fits all. Chloe and I both love to drink. We both love to party. So this is what works for me. And this is what works for me in terms of my relationship and friendship with her not right for everybody. If you're not a big party friend group or drinking friend group, then this doesn't matter to you. Make it what you want. Um, and if it is your birthday in January, you have two routes, right? You can either just do it and be like, fuck it. This is my birthday. People are going to do what they're going to do. Uh, and then I would say, try not to be upset about it, which is difficult because it is your birthday. And if you like your birthday, that's hard. But here's what I'd say. Try not to take it personally, right? It's just the way the cookie crumbled. Try not to take it personally. And you have to accept that if you do your birthday in January, some people aren't going to be drinking. Some people are going to be, you know, maybe not having cake or whatever. And you've got to not take it personally. And you can't like hate your friends because of that or postpone it. Have a big to do in December when people are in the party mood or wait till February and do a do a party then like you have two routes for me. It's not I'm going to do one of my favorite mantras that's actually from Tony Soprano. There's a line that says it's not about making the right decision. It's about making the decision right. So whatever you choose to my January babies like you choose it and then stick with it. Like if you do it say, fuck it. I'm doing it in January. If half my friends don't drink, I don't care. That's not going to affect me having a good time or do something different. Make a choice and make it right. So now I'm going to get into a little bit about what I do with January now. Like now that I've come, you know, 
uh, you know, it's been a couple years since I had that first initial one and I felt so good and I felt so happy. Um, now I need my January's even more because I feel like I go so hard in the year that I genuinely arrive at December, January exhausted and I need to have a break. I love new beginnings. I love a fresh start. I love that's why I love fall. That's why I love birthdays. That's why I love the new year because I love to feel that that openness. And it's it's a mental thing, right? Like you can give yourself a new beginning at any time, the beginning of the month, the beginning of the week, whatever it is, the beginning of the day even. That's why I like morning so much is because I'm like god, there's so much possibility. But for me, this is just like ultimate woo-woo times. And I am a person who loves res- uh, resolutions, not for everybody. For me, I love them. I tend to stick to them. It's a way that I manifest. It's a way that I goal set. It's a way that I check in with myself. It's a way that I take stock of what's bringing me happiness and what's draining my happiness is at the beginning of the year. So I spoke a little bit about what I do on New Year's Eve. Um, but again, I like to write out what I want to call into my life, what I want to leave behind. Sometimes I'll pick numbers that feel special. So this year I probably, you know, I did like 23 things I want to let go, 23 things that I want to call in. Sometimes I'll write specific goals. Um, I'll categorize them. And then in January, I, I use it as like my foundation building time. I'm like, okay, I've, I've made all these, uh, you know, lists. I have all these visions that are in my head. How am I going to actualize them? How am I going to act in a way that allows the universe to bring them to to me? Right? Because it's not just about like writing a list. Like, okay, I want a puppy. I want a house. I want a car. I want a dream boyfriend. Like, and then just not doing anything about it. So January is my way that I like set myself up for the year. I do dry January because. I love to drink. I love to drink. You guys know that. And I don't think that that will change anytime soon. I love to take time off from it. It makes me enjoy it even more. It resets me. I just read an article in, gosh, what was it? I think New York Times, maybe Wall Street Journal, about how the benefits of dry January actually last far longer than the month. It can help adjust your relationship with alcohol. It can, uh, you know, has, has all these health benefits, whatever. It's all this good shit. And that's what works for me. doesn't work for everybody. Um, I, you guys have asked for a lot of tips. I am going to be honest with you. It's not that difficult for me because I always look forward to it and I enjoy it. So I don't know that I have any tips because I'm never like, oh man, I really want a glass of wine. Like by the end, I'm like, okay, I'm like looking forward to a glass of wine or whatever. But like, it's not, I don't know. I view it as a very special and sacred time. And I think that that's because I really make it worth it. And I really try to maximize other things. So what do I mean by that? Sleep. I sleep a lot in January. I go to bed early. I read a lot. Sometimes I'll read like four books in January and then for the rest of the year, I'll read like one book a month. It's just a very sacred, quiet time for me. Um, Working. I work a lot in January because I don't wake up hungover and I don't have anything to do. And even if I do go to an event, I can drive myself, leave early. Like there's all these little benefits that kind of pop up and you're like, wow, that feels amazing. You can go to dinner. And you know what? Honestly, it sounds... It doesn't sound dark, but it's kind of like when you go to dinner with people or when you're examining like, oh, do I want to go to dinner with people if I'm not going to drink? Like that's a really interesting conversation to have with yourself and one that I'm having more and more frequently. And I think like, wow, if would I 
go to this event if I couldn't have a drink there? Like, would I, would I be bored if I didn't have a drink there? Like, all these really interesting conversations come up for me with myself. And it's like, what do I want to be spending my time on? Who do I want to be spending my time with? I am going to do an episode this uh, soon in January about time about how little we think about time in the right way and how wrong, how much we think about it in the wrong way. It's very important to think about like how you're spending your time. And when you're not drinking and when you're kind of spending a lot of alone time and, and resetting for the year, you can really think like, what are the things that are filling up my cup? Who are the people who are making me feel good? Who do I want to go to the farmer's market with on Sunday morning? Who do I want to go on a hike with? Who do I want to do all these like sober activities with? And by the way, who are the friends who don't want to hang out with you when you're not drinking because those those friends you got to be aware of them too you have to be aware of them too right so um i do that i'm usually super i'd like to be healthy in january cut down on all the sugar i eat a lot of sugar in the holiday season and i don't regret a single bite of it i love treats i've been having banana bread for breakfast every day cookies cakes all that stuff like that stuff is just around my house from basically november through december and i love it in January, I try to cut out the sugar, try to really, really reduce the sugar intake. Um, I try to really reset my non-negotiables. Again, I have a podcast on non-negotiables if you haven't listened to it. Get back into my rich mom walks um, and really just do whatever feels good to me. I don't, I have in the past uh, for sure done, you know, like no gluten, no dairy or try to do all this stuff. You got to make it your own, okay? Some people do Whole30, some people do Paleo, whatever it is. You got to find what's right for you. For me, anytime I did some like diet quote thing, it wouldn't stick and it wouldn't last. So now I know what feels good for me is like eating foods that make me feel good and not having a lot of sugar because sugar's not good for you. Let's all hold hands and say that it's not. Um, And I have the worst sweet tooth in the whole fucking world. It's not bad. I'm not demonizing sugar, whatever, whatever. But in January, I really like to just take a break from it. And I'm not drinking. So it's like half the time when I'm out, I'm like drinking and then I'm like, oh, fuck it. I want dessert, blah, 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 blah. So January is just a nice time to like take a break from all that Um, and cook a lot and cook a lot. Because one of my big resolutions is like I need to cut down on the food delivery service. Like I'm actually unhinged and it's out of control and I don't need to be having food come to my house every day. So I'm going to get back into cooking. And it's so fun, by the way, to invite your friends over and cook and watch a movie is like such a fun thing. A lot of inquiring minds have been like, what should I do in, without drinking in January? It's like, invite your friends over, do a movie marathon, bake cookies, go on a walk, uh, volunteer, uh, read. Reading is so important. I saw a really, really scary TikTok, a really scary couple of TikToks. There's this guy, I'm so sorry, I don't know the name of this creator, but um, he was saying there's this huge rise of people saying like, what's the point in reading? Like it's, there's no point. And that like makes me feel sick to my stomach because I think that reading is the through line of all humanity. Like it's literally how we pass down stories. It's how we process humanity it's how we process being a human being it's how we learn about emotions it's about how we feel connected to humankind and reading is the number one thing that reduces my anxiety about everything like i had this huge blip of feeling anxious about like death over the sorry to be morbid but it's just what what i went what i was feeling over the break and then you know i started to really read like get back to one of my non-negotiables which is 20 minutes a day 
and it really helped me. It, it's not a direct cause and effect. I can't explain it. All I know, like I will very rarely say blanket statement to every single one of you out there to do something or to buy something or to try something. I can say with good faith that I want every single one of you to read or to listen to an audiobook. It doesn't fucking matter. If you have a hard time reading, don't beat yourself up about it. Get an audiobook. Okay. It is important for every single one of you to be reading. I want that for everybody. It is, it has benefits that are so, it, it's beyond even explanation. Please, everyone read. Another tangent. I'm going to try to do a lot of podcasts that are more about um, self growth and self work. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, because I know a lot of you guys are trying dry Jan for the first time. And I know a lot of you guys are anxious about this month and wondering how you can maximize it. So if you have any requests, message me. I'm really excited. I'm excited for you. I think that if you reframe this month, you can view it as this beautiful, amazing cocoon time. And then think about yourself as like getting ready to emerge as a butterfly for the year. Because we go, one thing about us, one thing about this community is we go hard. We show up for our jobs and our friends and our partners and our families and our hobbies and all this shit. And we need to rest and we need to prepare. And, and we are going to have a fucking great year. That's one thing I know. I'm really, really excited for this year. I will be back on Wednesday uh, with a live show. And I just can't wait. Happy New Year, you guys. Wishing you all the best year yet. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Did you know that the bold, smooth taste of Dunkin' Cold Coffee can be brewed in your Keurig coffee maker and enjoyed at home? You heard that right. Dunkin's Cold K-Cup pods were crafted to be brewed hot and enjoyed cold. Each Dunkin' Cold K-Cup pod is packed with the smooth, bold Dunkin' flavor you crave. Pick up a pack of Dunkin's Cold K-Cup Pods and enjoy a Dunkin' Cold Coffee at home whenever you crave it. Just brew over ice and sip in seconds. Because the home with Dunkin' is where you want to be.